Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavonian Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. One zero seven seven the Bronx, one zero seven seven the Bronx.com. live from the Clarney's Public House Studios. You're listening to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. As always, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton, that's L-A-W-T-O-N, or you can reach out to me via email at kevin.lawton at coldwellbanker.com. You can also check out any old episodes of The Real Estate Deal on 1077thebronc.com. Just go to the Real Estate Deals page and then check out the audio archives. Uh, There you'll find every episode ever recorded of The Real Estate Deal. Uh, A lot of great information there um, that could probably answer a lot of your real estate questions. And if you're not finding something uh, to answer your question, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said before, kevin.lawton at coldwellbanker.com. I'd be happy to address your question personally and also uh, discuss the topic on the show for others as well. Uh, So welcome to the show, new show this week. Um, Happy Father's Day to everybody uh, that celebrated last week. Um, I celebrated because I am a dad, so I have the right to do that. Um, But I also celebrated with my dad as well. Um, If you guys don't remember, he is also an agent uh, with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. So we work together often. Uh, He did come on the show probably last year, sometime in the beginning of last year. Um, so that episode is up in the honor archives as well. Um, it's a really interesting episode because he's had his license since, I guess, the 80s. So um, he's had his license kind of when he started with his license when, you know, there was not all the technology that we have now. So uh, the show is pretty interesting perspective on how things used to be um, in the real estate world to how they are now, um, how they've changed with technology. Um, so it's pretty interesting to hear about it. You know, like one of the examples is, you know, I've talked about the multiple listing service on here before, which is basically, you know, an online database for all real estate agents, um, in your area or who participate in that multiple listing service. And that gives you all the information like right at your fingertips that you could possibly need. But back, uh, in the day, I guess before all of that and the internet was a big thing, uh, it used to just be a, a book that was published with all the listing information. So I think it would come out like every two weeks or something like that. So the book would come and basically by the time the book came out, you know, your house was already on the market for like two weeks. So definitely prolonged the uh, period and um, definitely made it interesting um, because everything wasn't so on demand as it is now with the internet and everything. 
Um, so definitely an interesting episode. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Um, also a reminder that we are now fully into the Bronx Rewind, uh, which is the summer recap encore series. Um, so basically, if you're listening right now on Wednesday morning, then you're already listening to the Bronx Rewind episode. Um, but if you're listening on Sunday, well, we will be encoring this episode again Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And that's every week for the remainder of summer through the week of Labor Day. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date, but all the way through the summer. So if you can't listen on Sundays during the summer because you're busy, um, you can listen on Wednesday mornings now as well at 9 a.m. And that's the same for all the other weekend programming as well. Um, different days of the week, 9 a.m. Uh, so last week we were talking about uh, something I think is a huge deal, uh, which is rolling student loan debt into mortgages. I think that's a huge deal because so many people, uh, I think, you know, and this has changed definitely because uh, a couple of years ago, this is probably something that was not really feasible. Uh, but now that home values have grown um, and people have built some equity, uh, they're able to utilize that equity in order to kind of consolidate that student loan debt. Um, it's not the, not always the safest thing to do. You know, you have to talk to your financial expert, of course, um, before doing anything like that, I would suggest, but it's really interesting because it also kind of gives, um, a new option for people who are thinking that they're not sure that they can afford a home with their student loan debt as well. Um, and able to give you maybe a little different perspective and a little different position on your loan if you can do something like that. Um, so really interesting stuff. I did post links on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Um, and I put information there so you can get to the article that I was referencing. Um, there's also links in there through the article that show um, how to get to the different programs that Fannie Mae has. Um, there's a couple different ones. You know, one is definitely protects you when you're trying to get qualified. Uh, one helps you um, pull equity out of your home to do so. And then there's also a cash out refinance, uh, I believe is what they're calling it. Um, so definitely check those out. If you have student loan debt and you're thinking about buying a house or you have student loan debt and you already own a house, um, you may be able to benefit from owning that house. Uh, and get that student loan debt consolidated possibly into a lower uh, mortgage rate because mortgage rates are so incredibly low right now. Um, do take advantage if you have not yet. Uh, the other thing we talked about was Amazon possibly getting into home selling, uh, which is really, really interesting. Uh, I think it's really interesting because it kind of, well, we've kind of been talking about this and this has kind of been developing the whole time, like over the past two months or so about how things in the market are changing a little bit and how there's a housing shortage and construction jobs are short. Uh, so there's not enough houses being built in order to keep up with demand. And so we talked about uh, there may be some unique options developing um, in terms of housing development and um, how people view the idea of building a house or buying a house. Uh, and just like that, Amazon is out there um, selling tiny home kits. Um, so pretty interesting. And maybe the most amazing thing about it is that um, it's free shipping, still free shipping, and they're shipping you an entire house. Um, so thought that was really cool. And then the other thing, big, big thing, if you are looking to get a mortgage, you're looking to buy a home, uh, Bank of America and a few other lenders as well, 
Um, they're offering promotional um, uh, promotional window right now with no origination fees. Um, so that's a big deal because origination fees are out-of-pocket expense to you as a lender uh, or as a borrower. Um, you as a borrower, you have to pay out-of-pocket for those origination fees. And usually it can be a couple thousand dollars. So definitely a big deal, something to look at if you're interested in getting a mortgage right now. And that's uh, running through October 31st as of this week. So make sure that you check that out if you are. And remember that, you know, it's not it's not bad to shop around for your mortgage, right? You want to shop around for your mortgage because you want to get you want to get the best rate you can get. You know, you want to get the lowest fees you can possibly get because in the end, you're going to end up paying for it over the long run, right? Because, you know, typical mortgage, you're going to get a 30 years. So if you end up with a higher interest rate and you could have got one lower, I mean, think about that. You're going to be paying that interest rate for 30 years unless you refinance at some point, but you may not get the chance to do that until a couple years in, uh, at which point, you know, who knows where mortgage rates will be at that point. So you can't really bank on that. You want to start off strong. So, you know, it's you don't have to be dedicated to, you know, if your bank that you do banking in is PNC Bank. And I just said, you know, Bank of America has no origination fees. You know, you can't, you don't have to feel like, oh, no, I'm already tied to PNC Bank. No, you can go, go wherever you want, um, do whatever you want. Just make sure that, you know, you get the best for you. So do your due diligence and make sure that, you know, you're not um, going to end up paying more than you really need to pay when there's other options out there. Um, so quick deal update on what's going on with the two deals I'm working on. So um, the one listing I have, um, so we are getting there almost. We uh, had the appraisal uh, and then we resubmitted a couple comps to the appraiser. Um, so we were waiting on the results of that to see if we can get the appraisal up a little bit um, just to bring the deal totally together. And um, the other thing that came up is so uh, the buyer is buying with VA loan. So VA loan has an appraiser. They need to appraise the property um, to make sure that VA will cover it uh, and finance the deal. Um, and sometimes as well, uh, the lender can request uh, certain repairs be done in order to approve and finance the loan. So, uh, so that's the case in this one. It's minor, two minor things that came up, um, but that's just a caution to anybody that's out there that's, um, you know, selling a home. Just look, make sure that, you know, anything that seems obvious that might be an issue, uh, just take care of it ahead of time. You know, it's one reason definitely I would recommend to get a pre-listing inspection. We had Carla Vitale on uh, one episode to talk about those. Um, but that can save you a lot of headache because, you know, like in this situation, inspection was done, inspection requests were put out there by the buyer. Uh, these two things were not requested by the buyer, um, to be fixed. And so, you know, seller is thinking they're all good. And then, um, you know, lender as they're processing, going through, uh, they're reviewing some things and they see these two little things that popped up on the appraisal report. And the lender says, you know, we're not going to finance unless these two are taken care of. So definitely something to watch out for. And, you know, make sure if you're a seller and you're in a transaction and these things are going on, you know, know that there's other things that can pop up. So you just want to prepare yourself and make sure that you're ready for those types of things and that, you know, you're ready to take care of them when they do arise so that you can keep the deal going. 
All right, so we're going to jump into our first break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Bankers, Schiavone and Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Then we'll be back with more real estate deal, only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times, because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. One zero seven seven The Bronx, one zero seven seven The Bronx.com, live from the Clarney's Public House Studios. Welcome back to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. As always, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. There you'll find uh, real estate updates from my uh, real estate world, from Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates, uh, and also more information about uh, topics discussed on the real estate deal, uh, just like on today's show and previous shows as well. You can also check out the real estate deal on Facebook. Just search for the real estate deal, and you will find us there. Uh, we're posting more uh, information about the shows, and also uh, we're posting some throwbacks as well and any shows that uh, we reference in new shows as well. So uh, you can find any old shows at uh, 1077thebronc.com in the audio archives, but if you go to the Facebook, uh, we also recall some occasionally as well. Um, and those are definitely uh, some of the best ones. They're all good, but there are some ones that are better than others. Um, so definitely check it out and give us a like and follow along. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the importance of energy upgrades today so you know before probably i don't know 10 years ago maybe maybe five years ago maybe eight uh somewhere around there you know things like uh solar energy and smart homes and all those kinds of things seemed like maybe you know it's just a fad and at the time you know they were so expensive too because there wasn't the demand for it but um, people have really adapted um, to them and adopt um, these different technologies to upgrade their energy. And it's becoming more and more important um, to consumers and to home buyers as well to make sure that their homes are energy efficient. Um, people are getting really interested in the air quality of the home um, and what that means for your health and you know higher air quality um, people are starting to look for that kind of thing but it's incredibly important um, to look at your energy consumption overall in your house and then look at your energy bill in comparison and take a look and see you know where can you improve um, you know it's possible just upgrading a couple of things um, some little things too uh, you can save up to 35% uh, on your energy bills, uh, which equates to like an average of $627 annually is what um, people are seeing and what the research is showing. So when you look at these types of things, you know, there's big things that stick out to you probably right away, you know, like going to solar, um, you know, switching to LED bulbs and things like that. But there are little things in between too. So you know, it's important to understand the whole spectrum of how to reduce that energy bill. Um, and by making, you know, maybe some big upgrades, but maybe making little upgrades as well along the way, um, whatever's in your budget. So 
And by investing in these things, you can bring your energy bill down, which, you know, will save you in the end. So it'll end up paying for yourself, for, for itself on the investment side. Um, and I got to say, you know, for me, um, I've definitely seen the impact of it um, just by my dad switched to solar on his house. Um, and he loves to brag all the time about how low his electric bill is. Um, which rightfully so, I mean, it is incredibly low, um, for the size of the house that he has. And, you know, I'm definitely jealous because my house is probably like half the size and, uh, my bill is like mm, maybe five times, six times, uh, what his is. Uh, I think he, you know, his bill is maybe like 20 bucks a month. So really, really low, um, huge difference when he switched to solar. Um, and the other thing too, you know, about the solar is that when he generates more energy than he's using, um, then he actually gets these, generates these credits and sells them and he gets, gets checks, uh, for them. So that's really cool too. And so it's really paying for itself over time. Um, and we did have a show actually, um, I almost forgot about this show, um, but we did a show, um, talking about solar, um, which is, you can find in the audio archives. We'll post that on the Facebook as well. Um, really interesting. Um, it's from the guy that did my dad's solar actually. So, um, he knows what he's talking about and he can give you some great insight if you're thinking about, um, getting solar on something like that. Um, but aside from solar, you know, there's many other things you can do uh, with your house. Um, and the one thing to start off by doing is to get in a home energy audit. Um, and they can really tell you, you know, where, where you're losing efficiency in terms of energy and where those types of things are going out. Um, and some of them might surprise you as well. Uh, home energy audits, you know, they can cost, they can cost up to $400 to get done. Um, but if you look into aisles, I'll post more information about this on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Um, but IELTS does offer home energy audits and I believe, um, they are free. Uh, I got to double check that, but I know they're very minimal cost if they're not free. Um, and that's for our area. They come out and they do the energy audit. They let you know where you're losing energy, um, where you could improve what you're doing in your house and, things that they see that uh, can be fixed and it's really interesting and something that, you know, I think you should definitely invest in. Um, they can point out things that maybe you're not aware of, um, such as leaks in your ductwork, which can seriously um, drain energy because think about, you know, what are the, some of the two, two of the biggest energy uh, consumers in your house is typically your air conditioner and your heating. So the more they run, the more energy they're consuming. Uh, so, you know, you want to be comfortable in your house, but you also don't want them to run. Um, you want them to run as little as possible. Um, but if you're looking at something like a leak in your ductwork as the air is going through there, um, then you're really losing efficiency there because now they're working harder because they're losing that much. And that means that the room itself is not getting cooled down as fast or warmed up as fast as it could be uh, because not as much air is getting to it. So that's going to keep triggering it to run for longer until it meets that temperature that you've set it on on the thermostat. Uh, another thing is um, a big thing, and I see this a lot, is windows that um, are drafty, that have air seep seeping through them. 
and you know they can be to the point where you know you don't necessarily feel the air like blowing in but the coldness can come in and uh, i actually had this in in my son's room and you know we're trying to figure out you know why is the room so cold um so finally looked around investigated uh, we found around the window not actually like the window itself by the glass which is a lot of times where you kind of can feel air coming through because it's not sealing tight when it closes. Um, this was actually around the trim of the window. Um, so the trim was like off the wall, probably maybe maybe like a quarter inch. And the wind was like blowing in and then I guess pushing through that gap. And it was kind of blowing through the sides of the window. So that's how the cold air was coming in. So we got some uh, little rubber uh, foam strips, they, uh, weather stripping. They sell at Home Depot. I think it was like 10 bucks for it. And I stuffed it in there. You can't even tell from looking at the window that it's there. And it made a huge difference already. So, you know, like I said, there's just little things that can be done um, to fix that. And now with smart home uh, technology as well, there's even more options like uh, thermostats that uh, can learn your different behaviors when you're in the house, when you're close to the house, so it can adjust the temperature um, to your liking, uh, but also turn it off when no one's around. Um, so things like that can really make a difference. Um, another thing too is I talked about, I won't, I won't go crazy, I know I went crazy about uh, the Philips Hue smart light bulbs on another episode, um, but I won't do that now. Um, but they can actually help you really conserve energy as well because they can come on and off as they recognize you uh, are close to the house and you can set them up for different routines. So they only stay on for the time that you set them on. And you can also reduce the amount of energy um, they're consuming by reducing the brightness of the bulbs. Um, so all those types of things, you know, a really smart way to do that. And, you know, I think from a homeowner's perspective and then from a seller's perspective, it's really smart to do that because, you know, saying that your energy bill is so low um, because you have these different things um, can really be used as another marketing tool when you sell your house, right? Because, you know, people go look at a house and, you know, one thing, of course, on their mind is usually cost. So, you know, if you go to a house and they tell you, oh, well, my uh, electric bill is only $20 a month, you know, that's obviously something that's going to catch somebody's attention. Um, and I think that, you know, for, you know, some people are out there, they're looking for that thing specifically. Um, but some people, they don't understand the smart home technology yet or solar yet or anything like that. But if you can relate it to something that everybody understands, which of course is money and saving money, um, then it's definitely can be a big deal and can make that extra push maybe to, push your house ahead of another one that might be competition. Um, so definitely I recommend getting a home energy audit. Uh, I'll post some more information on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Martin CBSA. Uh, we're going to jump into our second break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Shivoni and Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com. There's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. One zero seven seven, the Bronx, 
1077thebronc.com. Live from the Carney's Public House Studios. Welcome back to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yarville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. Connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. I'll be posting more information about today's topics and also more information about the show as well as real estate updates uh, for myself and Coral Banker Schiavone and Associates too. Uh, so welcome back to the show. We we're just talking about energy and how you can upgrade um, your house to become more energy efficient and then uh, utilize that as a marketing uh, tool as well when you sell your house. Definitely, definitely something that I think catches buyers' attention. Um, and like I said um, in previous shows, and I still think this is true, you know, uh, smart home technology definitely making its way um, in our area and growing in popularity. I won't say that it's something that necessarily sells a house yet, um, but it's definitely something that's growing in popularity. And I think that if you can translate what it's doing um, into language that um, everybody can understand, such as saving money, then people will gravitate towards it more and they'll become uh, more interested in it. So definitely worth um, looking into the home energy audit uh, if possible. And like I said, I have more information about that on my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Uh, so uh, in this segment, I wanted to talk about um, a new term that I just learned uh, this past week. It's blooper room. Blooper room, uh, when I saw this, I thought, what? is a blooper room um so i read the article um pretty interesting actually um but blooper room i guess is this term that's uh like a trend becoming growing like in the realtor community um like agents are using this term blooper room basically it's uh a problematic room inside of a listing right so you know you look at the listings you have and you know when you go to a listing Sometimes you have a house and the house looks great from the outside, you know, it looks good everywhere else. And then you have like this one room that just like hasn't been touched or uh, it's just out of place, doesn't really fit in. Uh, and it's always kind of a struggle and difficult to figure out, you know, what are you going to do with that room? So, you know, there's something that sellers kind of need to recognize too and need to help with right because you know as realtors and agents you know we can only do so much in terms of staging and you know marketing and things like that but at the end of the day if there's this you know room that's kind of whether it's an eyesore or it just kind of sticks out in some way um there's not much you know we can do about it so when you look at these types of rooms, some examples are like a dated kitchen, dark basement, um, like a random tiny room in the house. Um, a laundry room actually can be a blooper room. Um, so some ways to kind of go about looking at these and fixing these. So, so we talk about dated kitchen, you know, we're really talking about kitchen that hasn't been touched in a long time, no upgrades, anything like that. Um, and when it, you know, comes into, I guess, uh, blooper room territories when, you know, the rest of the house has been updated. And I've seen this 
a lot of times where people, you know, they take the time, they're replacing, replacing floors, you know, doing bathrooms, repainting everything and everything looks good, um, fresh. And then you get to the kitchen and the kitchen hasn't been touched. And, you know, the kitchen, you know, is still in good condition, definitely. Um, but the thing is that when you look at the kitchen, it's just out of date. You know, it's not what is necessarily in demand um, right now from buyers and what people are interested in design wise. And, you know, it's not like this kitchen is uh, terrible. I mean, in some cases it could be. Um, but a lot of times what you see is that, you know, the kitchen still has like really dark um, uh, or neat cabinets or the kitchen uh, has uh, dated uh, coloring of a countertop um, or the countertop is something like formica or something, um, something that's, you know, not necessarily, I guess, in trend now or interested, uh, interesting to people. Um, so that can really hurt you. And that's definitely something that can bring a listing down and it can actually be a deal breaker for buyers. Um, you know, I've seen it a lot of times and something like the kitchen is huge because, you know, if you're looking at the house and you're doing, you're redoing everything in the house and then you don't touch the kitchen. The kitchen is like one of the most, if not the most expensive, uh, renovations to do in a house. So leaving that like that, buyers automatically are going to say, you know, ah, well, you know, if I had this house, I'd have to like rip out this kitchen and redo it. Um, it's definitely, you know, not something that's in my budget. I don't, I don't think I can do it for that house. I just couldn't live with that kitchen, uh, because it doesn't go. And, you know, if you think about that in contrast to other parts of the house, you say like a bathroom, you know, uh, and the kitchen say you'd redo the kitchen, but you didn't redo the bathroom. Well, buyer, probably bathroom is a little more easier to stomach than a full kitchen redone, uh, renovation. So some simple ways um, that you can kind of make a difference in a dated kitchen, if you're not gonna renovate the whole, whole thing, is you can definitely paint cabinets, um, but you wanna make sure that you paint them in a good way. Um, it's easy to make cabinets look worse uh, by painting them, um, but painting them can also make them look great again too. So it's really important that you do it the right way. Um, you can hire somebody to do it, definitely. Um, you can do it yourself, but you wanna make sure that you're doing it the proper way, which means you know you wanna take the doors off, take the hardware off, um, making sure that you're getting the cabinets coated nicely. Um, I've seen too many painted kitchen cabinets where you can still kind of see the old color um, in uh, through the paint, the paint streaks, and you know you can kind of tell right away that the cabinets were painted. But I've also seen ones that have been painted where you can't really tell that they've been painted. They look almost like that was the intended original color. Um, so it's definitely something that you can do to help. Um, another thing is you can change the hardware. Um, the hardware can make a difference, definitely. Um, or you can put in brighter lights as well um, because a lot of times darker cabinetry make the kitchen feel darker, which makes it feel more closed in. So speaking of making a room brighter, um, one of the other blooper room examples is a dark basement. And I think, I think this is a huge thing and it's something that's a simple, simple fix that a lot of people overlook um, because I see this in a lot of uh, 
flips too. You know, you go in, everything's been redone, you look all around, uh, and then you go into the basement, and the basement hasn't really been touched. It's been cleaned out of whatever junk was in there. Um, but you go down, it's dark, it's kind of dingy, uh, and people do get turned off by that because, you know, they think like, hmm, you know, maybe this basement, maybe there's problems in here, um, different things like that. So, you know, for a dark basement, the solution is definitely you just want to paint it. Simple fix. Um, doesn't cost that much to get the paint. Uh, you can do it yourself. Uh, and you want to make sure you get, I would get white uh, paint that's waterproof. Um, so not only does it make it cleaner looking, brighter, um, but it also helps, you know, with waterproofing as well in case there's any kind of condensation or seepage through um, the walls. And you know, even painting the floor in the basement too, I think makes a huge difference. Um, it makes it into a more approachable space than what you would typically feel in a basement. Um, so that's definitely an easy fix. Um, one other one that I definitely want to touch on is the random small room. Um, so I've seen these in houses where, you know, you kind of look at the room and you're just wondering, it's just like this extra room. Uh, it's not like, it's not big enough to like be, you know, like a living room or an extra TV room or something like that. It's just like this small room and you kind of wonder, you know, like whoever built this house, like what were they thinking when they put this room in? What was it really meant for us? But a lot of times it gets overlooked and, you know, you concentrate on the big rooms, but really those small rooms can make or break a deal too. So you want to make sure that you you put focus into that small room and make it into something um, that people will find interesting or that will be they'll be able to relate to, um, you know, because people will see it and then that kind of throws them off. And you don't want buyers to get, you want buyers to latch on to something that they like, not something that's confusing to them, not something that they dislike. So if you have this random small room and they're, you know, keep coming back to, you know, I can hear the conversation in my, in my head right now, like between, you know, a couple who's buying, right. They're going in and they're saying, yeah, I like the house. And then, you know, the one says, yeah, but I just don't know what we would do with like that little room that's off the uh, kitchen or the family room or something. So you got to make it into something. So you make it into like a walk-in closet, depending on where it is, um, make it into a sitting area, uh, reading nook. Maybe it's just big enough to make into a little office workspace um, but do something with it because if not people if you don't show what it could be used for um, then people just are not going to be able to wrap their head around what it could be used for either um, so really really important to highlight that space and make it something um, so we're going to go into our last break of the day uh, we're going to hear from our underwriters again Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group and then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 the Bronx and 1077thebronc.com so speaking of making a room brighter um, one of the other blooper room examples is a dark basement and I think I think this is a huge thing and it's something that's a simple simple fix that a lot of people overlook um, because I see this in a lot of uh, flips too you know you go in everything's been redone you look all around uh, and then you go into the basement and the basement hasn't really been touched it's been cleaned out of whatever junk was in there um, but you go down it's 
dark it's kind of dingy uh and people do get turned off by that because you know they think like mm, you know maybe it's basement maybe there's problems in here um different things like that so you know for a dark basement the solution is definitely you just want to paint it simple fix um doesn't cost that much to get the paint uh, you can do it yourself uh, and you want to make sure you get i would get white uh paint that's waterproof um so not only does it make it cleaner looking brighter um but it also helps you know with waterproofing as well in case there's any kind of condensation or seepage through um the walls and you know even painting the floor in the basement too i think makes a huge difference um it makes it into a more approachable space than what you would typically feel in a basement um so that's definitely an easy fix um, one other one that I definitely want to touch on is the random small room. Um, so I've seen these in houses where, you know, you kind of look at the room and you're just wondering, it's just like this extra room. Uh, it's not like, it's not big enough to like be, you know, like a living room or an extra TV room or something like that. It's just like this small room and you kind of wonder, you know, like whoever built this house, like what were they thinking when they put this room in? was it really meant for us but a lot of times it gets overlooked and you know concentrate on the big rooms but really those small rooms can make or break a deal too so you want to make sure that you you put focus into that small room and make it into something um that people will find interesting or that will be they'll be able to relate to um you know because people will see it and then that kind of throws them off and you don't want buyers to get, you want buyers to latch on to something that they like, not something that's confusing to them, not something that they dislike. So if you have this random small room and they're, you know, keep coming back to, you know, I can hear the conversation in my, in my head right now, like between, you know, a couple who's buying, right? They're going in and they're saying, yeah, I like the house. And then, you know, the one says, yeah, but I just don't know what we would do with like that little room that's off the, uh, kitchen or the family room or something. So you got to make it into something. So you make it into like a walk-in closet, depending on where it is, um, make it into a sitting area, uh, reading nook. Maybe it's just big enough to make into a little office workspace, um, but do something with it because if not people, if you don't show what it could be used for, um, then people just are not going to be able to wrap their head around what it could be used for either. Um, so really, really important to highlight that space and make it something um so we're gonna go into our last break of the day uh we're gonna hear from our underwriters again coldwell banker shivoni and associates and brad zerby of gateway mortgage group and then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 the bronc and 1077 the there's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways kevin lawton and the real estate deal One zero seven seven the Bronx, one zero seven seven the Bronx dot com, live from the Carney's Public House Studios. Welcome back to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. Connect with me on Facebook at facebook dot com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA, 
I'll be posting more information about today's show on there, um, articles that I've referenced and also uh, previous episodes as well. And just as a reminder, search for The Real Estate Deal on Facebook. We have our own page for the show as well. Um, So check that out. And there you can find uh, some Throwback Thursday episodes um, and different episodes that we reference uh, as I'm discussing topics here on uh, current shows. So definitely check it out. And if you want to check out any episode at any time, just go to 1077thebronc.com, go to the Real Estate Deal page, and check out the audio archives. Uh, so we just wrapped up. We were talking about blooper rooms. So we talked about uh, dated kitchen, dark basement, um, that random small room uh, in a house. Uh, so definitely you want to address those things before you list uh, your property for sale. Um, and you can definitely ask you know, your agent uh, for advice as well on what they think you should do um, with that space. Um, but you definitely don't want to ignore it. Um, and the one actually, uh, the one actually I didn't get a chance to talk about, we ran out of time, uh, was the laundry room. So, you know, you may think a laundry room, it's good to have a laundry room. Uh, yes, but the laundry room, people want to see, um, very nice laundry rooms now. Uh, and I think that's because, you know, there's been so much, I guess the like Instagram and Pinterest and all those different types of things has given you like, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it like laundry room porn almost because it's like these beautiful laundry rooms with, you know, nice tile and all these different things. So people, people want a nice space where they're going to do the laundry. And if you think about it, when you're doing your laundry, you do kind of want some extra things there um, to be able to do more and utilize the space better um, instead of just washing and drying and then, you know, taking clothes to the couch or something to fold. If you can fold them in the laundry room. It's definitely more attractive, whether you actually use the space to do that or not um it definitely is so when you think about the laundry room you know sometimes you have sellers and they will um almost use the laundry room like a utility storage room uh so you see that a lot of the clutter that they try to take out of other spaces they end up like in the laundry area um it's definitely not something you want to do because for buyers you know they want to see and imagine themselves, you know, in every spot in the house. And, you know, maybe somebody comes in and, you know, laundry is a big deal to them. And, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. So they want to have a nice laundry room. So you don't have to go crazy and, you know, put in, you know, nice tile backsplash and all this stuff. But you want to make sure that it's organized. So when you think about it, like even if you just put up some shelves and have, you know, make sure that your laundry detergents lined up nicely, everything is organized, um, you know, no dirty clothes laying on the floor, you know, get a hamper or something. Um, it definitely will make a difference to buyers um, and they can definitely see themselves, you know, being using it like that. Um, you know, and one thing too, I think definitely, um, I guess the show, I don't, I don't think they have new episodes of the show Fixer Upper anymore, um, but, you know, on HGTV. Um, but one of the big things I always remember from that show is that, you know, they always focused on making a really nice laundry room. Um, and I think that's a big deal because, you know, laundry rooms kind of, they evolved into a lot more than just a place to like wash clothes. You know, it's also become like a utility area as people put in, 
uh, utility sinks and use them for different things. And, you know, if they can be tied into mudrooms as well. Um, so depending on where you live, if you live like on a farm or something, that's great. You know, you can throw your clothes, whatever, right in um, to the wash or use the slop sink that's in there. So definitely a difference maker um, in terms of visual appeal for the buyer. Um, definitely something you don't want to just treat as, you know, oh, it's just a laundry room. doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Everything in the house matters, um, when you're showing it and when buyers are going to see it, you don't want anything to make a bad impression. Uh, like I said before, uh, in the last segment, you don't want buyers to get stuck on something that they don't like or something that they don't understand. Um, so you really want to take anything that's like questionable or whatever away out of the house right you don't want buyers to go have that conversation like you know what was that weird painting they had um over the fireplace or something like that uh you want them to go say like oh that fireplace was great um could you imagine our painting of uh so and so whatever the painting may be over the fireplace like the perfect spot um so those are the conversations kind of conversations you want to generate for buyers. So you don't want to turn them off. And, you know, these blooper rooms are definitely something that can do that. So make sure that you don't ignore them. Do something about them. It doesn't have to be huge, um, but you definitely want to do something about them um, and make sure whatever you do, <clears throat> that you do it the right way. Not that you kind of, you know, just throw it together or throw a little something together or just hide things behind um, closet doors. Right. So you want to clean it up, make it look nice, uh, make it look inviting. Um, so speaking of cleaning up, looking nice and all those types of things, I wanted to go over um, a new office listing um, that we got in the last um, two weeks, I guess. Um, so this was listed by one of the agents in the office. Um, it's in Mansfield and it is a beautiful, huge, immaculate house um, in down in Mansfield in Burlington County. Um, and it is six six bedrooms and five and a half bath, bathrooms. So it's huge. It's 6,500 square feet of living space. So that includes the upstairs area as well as the finished basement. Um, it has a four car garage and the house itself is definitely um, built for entertaining. Um, the kitchen is like this huge open kitchen. Um, it's got all top of the line appliances replaced in the last two years. Uh, it's got a built-in coffee machine. Um, the whole first floor is open. Um, it flows through. It's got mahogany wood floors throughout. Uh, there's a butler's pantry as well, uh, which includes a bar um, and two uh, beverage refrigerators. Um, so definitely ready to party and uh, you can see actually from the pictures that uh, I think people did party a lot in that house because you see there's a whole lighting system and everything looks like for karaoke or something um, and one of the cool things too is it has a double-sided um, fireplace so it's sort of like the entertainment area um, but also I think it backs into kind of like the other living area as well so also on the first floor there's a first floor in-law suite um which has a you know full master bathroom everything you could possibly need uh there's a library as well um library is currently being used as a nursery um so there's kind of that dual purpose there 
Um, and like I was talking about before, you know, using, using those extra rooms, um, kind of showing the things that they could be. So showing that it's a nursery, definitely a great thing to do. Uh, on the second floor, there's a huge master suite, includes a sitting room, big walk-in closet, um, big, big, uh, master bathroom. Uh, also, um, an additional set of washer and dryer on the second floor. Um, as well as three more bedrooms. And then the best part about the house, I think, is the basement combined with the outdoor living area. Um, so the basement, fully finished. Um, it's got its own small kitchen down there. Uh, it's got a game room, a media room. Uh, it's got a full bathroom and a guest room. And then it walks out right from the small kitchen area to the pool area. So Perfect if you're having barbecue, outdoor pool party, something like that. Um, you have access to the kitchen that's right there. Um, and they kind of have that in-out flow. If people want to be inside, they can do that. Uh, if people want to go outside, they can go outside. And then the pool, really, really nice. Um, saltwater pool, uh, which I love. That's my favorite kind of pool, I think. My cousin has one. And um, the first time I swam in it, uh, I couldn't believe like how much better it felt than swimming in um uh chlorine pool uh the salt water you know it's really gentle on your skin um you can open your eyes underwater like no problem at all there's no burning nothing like that um so really really nice and then all along the salt water pool um there's three waterfalls that go into it um and then there's an additional hot tub as well um, and like I said, there's tons of entertaining space that's outdoors in the house. Uh, one of the most interesting things is uh, there's like a actual built-in uh, cornhole area for playing cornhole. So definitely um, all ready for you to have like, your you know party there, uh, barbecues, whatever it may be. Um, the house is pretty incredible. Um, it's landscaped really, really nicely, and it's on a, and it's in a secluded development um in mansfield on a dead end street uh it's listed for nine hundred and forty nine thousand dollars and i'll post more information about my about the listing uh on my facebook as well at facebook.com slash kevin lawton cbsa uh so thanks so much for listening this week thanks to our underwriters coldwell banker shivoni and associates and brad zerby of gateway mortgage group we'll be back next sunday at 10 a.m with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage Plus Technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.